Oh, Dennis, how do you feel knowing that we have half of the film festival shot and ready to almost go to our editor? Pretty damn good. Pretty, pretty damn good, actually. I am quite, quite excited about that. That is, that is quite nice. Uh, it's oh, right man, around the corner, man. It's down. Just I'm excited for our sit down that we had with the, uh, with our previous Golden Toaster Award winner. And I can't wait for our upcoming, uh, other interview with the other winner. God, yeah, oh, yeah. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. If you don't know what we're talking about, folks, we're this. talking about Movie Toast, the festival, which is happening December 16th. It's going to be a fun time. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, it'll be, oh, yeah. uh, we, we've been, you know, the same festival we've been, we've been hyping up all year and we've done two years prior. The, uh, it's all digital will be hosted on YouTube, but you can watch it with us live. The Toasties will, will be there and, uh, ready to chat with you as the films go on by, but, uh, it's, it's creeping away. So be sure to mark your calendars and hope to see mm-hmm. you there. But heck yeah. Before that, I think we got, uh, Got a little show for you. What do you say, Adam? You kick this thing mm-hmm. off. Let's do it. Let's run that theme song, baby. It's a movie toasty show here for you. Dennis and Adam joke about orgasms and sweet movie reviews. We talk about TV too, right? I, I think so. Yeah. 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 Movie toast. Oh boy, episode one hundred and seventy-five. We are in it, Dennis. It's happening. That we are, sir. Yeah. Oh, oh it's hot off a heavy movie holiday season. It's still like we even still had freaking Triassic Horrors not even happening till well last weekend now, but well after Halloween, <laughs> so it's kind of all over the place. It's... Wasn't it too Halloween season for me? I I don't know. Yeah. Little, some splashes of it, but not as intense as I feel like years past. But I don't know how about how about yourself? Yeah. Uh, it was it was a pretty sad Halloween, man. We 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 uh, barely got rid of all our candy. Uh, the kids oh. were sporadic. I, I don't know. It it wasn't as as great as I wanted it to be. But who cares? I'll tell you what I'm sad about, Dennis. Last night there was a midnight showing of Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny at the New Beverly Cinema, and KG was there. And uh, I wish I was out oh. of Los Angeles still. Oh um, man! Um, yeah. oh, oh shit! That would that would have been awesome. Fuck. <laughs> but but I saw trolls band together, so uh, it's a trade off, oh. I guess. There you go. But I'm there not reviewing go. it today. I know it's one of your favorites. I know it's one of <laughs> it's it's the finer of the DreamWorks animation films. And uh they did not disappoint. And instant oh, trolls right. were back. But back, I they're there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh That's man. Great. So uh what's what's new with you? What's going on? Oh, I'm not too much. Uh had a nephew was was born since the last episode, so mm-hmm. uh Mrs. has flown out to go visit him. I'm staying home with the pup, so we're watching all the crazy random movies and shows that wouldn't normally stream, I guess. Well, that works out for but, the show, uh, at least, do... I guess. Yeah, right. There you go. Watched a few extra movies and watched the entire season of freaking The Old Man, which I love that. That kicked ass. Um, yeah, no, it's it, hmm. not bad. It's, you know, it's not the same, though. I like it in 
I, I like I having someone else around. So that's it's <laughs> nice. It's nice to have someone. The movie view has been good. Going on. Oh yeah, yeah. Good, good. Um, do you want to go into our fag- favorite segment polls? Oh, sir, you know it. Polls. Yes. Uh, so, uh, unfortunately, as the world knows, uh, Matthew Perry passed away uh, recently. Yes. And uh, so I want to know what the Toasty's favorite Matthew Perry movie was out of 17 again, saving Sarah the whole nine yards and almost heroes. Oh, interesting. I got to say, yeah. my personal favorite Matthew Perry movie isn't on the list, unfortunately. Uh, I yards? would say Fools Rush In. That's a good one with Selma Hayek. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's, that's good great. stuff. It was, I, and I, I apparently that was one of his there. favorite roles too. Huh. But, Fair enough. Out of these yeah. though, probably from my yards. That's a, such a See? weird right? grouping of people together. <laughs> like the last <laughs> sort of cast, I would expect to all be in the same movie, and that's that was funny. Mm. But then I almost here, I feel uh, like almost here is funny too. I feel like it's a tie for, yeah. for, for saving Sarah and the whole nine yards, but I think out of sure amount of times I've watched it and enjoyed it had to be the whole nine yards, but it's been a while. It's mm-hmm. been like two or three years since I've Definitely. attempted to watch it. Last time I watched right. it, did it hold up as, as good as it did when it came out on DVD debatable, but yeah, hmm. let's see what the toasties thought about it. Yeah. So, say. Uh, unfortunately, 0% for both almost heroes and saving Sarah. And by saving, I mean serving. You mean serving. I'm an illiterate son of a bitch. <laughs> and Sir, a we're not serving 50 Silverman. 50 for uh, the whole nine yards and 17 again, which oh. is interesting. I, I was wondering how 17 again would kind of go because he oh, was barely in it, but he was still kind of the main character. And uh, you get Zach Zac Efron was in it. So, yeah, that's like at automatically getting Zac points. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You're right. It's like, like hot off of it. Fucking uh right high school musical. high school musical yeah one, two i don't know which one of those three probably because all i could think of is because we went to the fucking saw marathon, uh, marathon the night that three premiered and it was just oh yeah kids in leather jackets and like letterman jackets and shit running around and then all of us coming out of like the cool six thing. hours of torture porn <laughs> <laughs> that is God. true that is true memories oh, boy. good times well all right. What you got next? <laughs> next up, I reviewed the upcoming film. Um, what the fuck was it called? <laughs> the upcoming <laughs> film. Um, wow. Why can I not think of uh, it? Doesn't matter. Uh, because if you listen to the episode, you'll know. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> it starred Anne Hathaway. And I wanted to know what the Toasty's favorite Anne Hathaway movie was out of The Princess Diaries, The Devil Wears Prada, Interstellar, and Le Miserable. I don't know. I said that one wrong. Um, you know, I just, it's embarrassing. Uh, I haven't seen enough of these. You know, I the only one I've seen, seen all the way through. Hmm. <laughs> the only one I've seen all the way through is uh, Princess Diaries. Somehow, I skip. I yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, I did not either. But I get that there's so much hype around Devil Wears Prada. If I had to guess, I feel like I've heard more references to that one. Than anything else she's been in. Fair enough. And uh, 
for people who don't remember, like myself, the movie I reviewed that's coming out in December is Eileen. You can hear that great review oh on God. episode 174. Uh, but I'm with you, Dennis. Um, <laughs> I feel like The Devil Wears Prada is probably the toastiest favorite, but like you, Princess Diaries, I've seen probably the most in out of all of them. I've only also seen Le Miserable. I'm sorry. I'm going to stop butchering that. Um, so the toasties had the shorthand response. Yeah, get Les Mis. Uh, 13% for The Princess Diary, 13% for Interstellar, and 13% for Les Mis. Um, and that leaves a staggering 63% for The Devil Wears Prada. Doesn't surprise me at all there. But, no, that's lame. Okay. Uh, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. But Devil Wears Prada, as far as I know, does not have Hector Elizondo in it. And that's why Princess... That is very true. <laughs> My vote. <laughs> oh God! It's that voice, I, man. I can't, I can't disagree with you. Um, and on the <laughs> last episode, episode one hundred and seventy-four, I reviewed a movie called Dicks the Musical. So I wanted to know what the Tosi's favorite musical comedy movie was out of Singing in the Rain, The Rocky Horror Picture Show, Little Shop of Horrors, and Mamma Mia. I was trying to avoid some of your. I mean that people think of the most i feel like i know yours but uh i'm intrigued to see what you say because oh i'm <laughs> oh, singing in the rain like yeah. without quest like you don't need to tell me the rest unless one of them was was greece this is right more of a comedy greece is i think more of a drama anyways but it has comedic I don't know. elements As I in the recall, rain there was a lot of there was some some saran wrap on dicks in that movie, so that was I wipe out that's the that's the focus of that is there, there, there is it almost got me to me focus is the uh, that's you should you should be rewatching it. That movie's great. I'm good. Sitting in the rain there. easily. Been, yeah. For you. Um, um for me, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I it's like I wouldn't be surprised by either Little Shop of Horrors or Rocky Horror Picture Show. Right, I would. I feel like you're one of those, two, right? You're probably somewhere in there, and you're like, I mean, nah, those are the two movies that Mama I've seen. Mia. Okay, I've never seen Mamma Mia or Mamma Mia. Here we go oh. again. I hear there's rumors that Mamma Mia one, three may be coming. So. Oh, good lord! Um, yeah. So uh, let's see what the Toasties have to say. Eleven percent for Singing in the Rain and eleven percent for Little Shop of Horrors. Um, and Surprising. then that leaves thirty-three percent for Mamma Mia. I don't know why I put a question mark and an exclamation mark, but I did. Mama Shocking me. on. Yeah, that is 44% for it. the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Which, uh, that, fair enough. Especially for the toasty audience, that I feel like makes a lot of sense to me. That's a, right. it's a crowd pleaser. That's one, like, if you've never seen it, you've got to watch it at least once. It's oh, such yeah. a trip. It's like, I'm almost, I'm overdue for a, a viewing. It's been a long time. I could do the time warp again. Right. I feel like my drive-ins has played it a lot recently. Have not gone. Um, oh, I feel that could be at fun. one point we were going to see it. At the drive-ins. We went to the drive-ins with, with my dog, but then he was barking so much when Beetlejuice was on, we decided we would peace out. Oh, he's kind of scary. He scared me as a child. He, he's <laughs> a spooky guy when he turns into the worm and when he, oh, oh yeah. When his head shrinks and, all that shit. A lot of. Because it's like the very end, things. but still. Yeah. Uh, Just but, hey, it's not scary again. <laughs> I will say, 
going back to Tenacious D, they have a rendition of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, uh, the Time Warp song. If if you haven't heard it, it's worth checking oh. out on uh, yeah, the YouTube yeah. or oh, on. That'd be uh, awesome. They they got a lot of people. They they were doing it during the pandemic, so they got a lot of people in Zoom. I think Susan Srandon's even there, and some other familiar faces jumping in doing it. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Or you can just listen nice. to the D doing it on uh, on Spotify. But anyways, we're not here for any of that. I feel like the Toasties are here for reviews, Dennis. And I'm going to oh, kick things yeah. off let's... if you don't mind. Please, let's do it. All right. Up first, I have a new anime movie that just released. Um, called it's 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 a tongue tire. The tunnel to summer, the exit of goodbyes. Umbrella, want to use it? I make sure to return what I borrow. A tunnel where you can get anything you want. Tono, what's up? How about? We join forces. Our joint operation will begin today. You've been with Hanashiro a lot lately, haven't you? Who do you think you are? Big Brother, what is it that you want? And in order for this tunnel to grant our wishes. Are you ready? We'll go with ready, go. Oh, can't be. Ki, you're supposed to be dead. Time's up, Hanashiro. Let's go back. It was like the tunnel fractures the world. And I'm just trying to figure out how to get Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes, there we go. That's the that's the one right there. And that's the proper stream we're supposed to be on. Still learning curves. Uh, This movie. We got it. it, uh, It's beautiful. It's about two teenage kids, a new girl that just came to town and, and, and a kid has friends but they're kind of outcast a little bit uh, and uh, they discover this tunnel this abandoned tunnel that when you go inside of it it's this beautiful world where time and space just isn't what it appears to be on the outside world like and it's said that your wishes will be granted your your deepest inner wishes will come true and they mm-hmm. both have things that they want so they're trying to explore and figure out how to get that to work and they realize uh that time is different from the outside world than there. Like even a minute inside there is like a day in the outside world. And like a couple of seconds is a few hours. So they're just always testing the boundaries and they're, they're growing a relationship as that's going on. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Like the artwork is, is, is magnificent. The uh, I, I saw the dub version and the dub was nice and clean and, and had very good voice actors. I thought, um, and the, they they use the camera. The use of the camera in this animation is very slick and and kind of fun. It just mm-hmm. I, I haven't had this much emotion out of an anime since uh, I want to say a couple of years when this anime came out a while ago called Your Name. Like it hasn't hit me that hard uh, in anime that's kind of beautiful like this. Wow. Quite nice. Uh, definitely that's worth badass. checking out if you're an anime fan. Yeah. If not, oh, if you just want a nice sweet story, cool. also worth checking out. But uh, I think you got that's something. That's an intriguing plot too. It really is, like unique, interesting. I don't. I'm not yeah. complaining. Yeah. Uh, but you got something a little spooky coming up. I think. 
that I do. I, I had to drag out the uh, spooky season just for one more one more episode. And uh, there was a Halloween movie that I had yet to be introduced to until recently. And uh, uh, funny enough, I can thank my local entertainment news desk that they were talking of suggesting movies. And this was the top of his list of just he said it's one that just doesn't get mentioned enough. Talking about Halloween three. about Halloween. Halloween. The barriers will be down between the real and the unreal. And the dead might be looking in. The last great one took place 3,000 years ago when the hills ran red. Halloween. You happen to know anything about this Cochrane? All I can tell you, mister, is watch out. He's watching you, friend, I guarantee you that. Hey, Mr. Cochran, just what is the final process? Fellas, I was just kidding. Witchcraft. To us, it was a way of controlling our environment. Hey! Where are they taking her? They're taking her to the factory. I want a mask. Can I have a mask? Uh, Just what I had in mind for you, little buddy. Why, Cochran? Why? Do I need a reason? I've got nothing here to indicate there was ever a body at all. Operator, this is an emergency. I do love a good joke, and this is the best ever. A joke on the children. I'm glad you'll be able to watch it. You've got to believe me. They're going to kill us. All of us. Stop it! The world's going to change tonight, Doctor. Happy Halloween. Stop it! Halloween 3. Season of the Witch. The night no one comes home. Season of the Witch. So this is actually uh, the first entry in the series, and I think the only entry in the Halloween series, to not actually have Michael Myers as the uh the villain he's not the antagonist which like that intrigued me right away it's like well then what the fuck is this thing (laughs) completely different story that just happens to take place in halloween and what i found kind of interesting about why they took that route is so once john carpenter saw the just the huge step down in uh returns for halloween 2 just like the reviews were not good for it they did not make the money that they were hoping for he was kind of like, he's, I'm done with it. Uh, the studio said, no, but we still need enough. We want to keep the series mm-hmm. going. And, then, and Carpenter told him, okay, I'll, I'll be on board for another Halloween movie, but there's no Michael Myers. We're going to take that out That's of it. It's going to be a series. It, uh, 
Halloween will now be a series of stories that simply take place around Halloween. They're all just going to be their own enclosed things. And um, he wants to just do a completely come from a completely different direction. Now, funny enough, if you are eagle eyed, you actually do get to see Michael Myers in the movie, but not in the context you'd think. (laughs) But um, so the the setup for the story is that there's this um, there's this large novelty toy company that is famous for making these like these Halloween masks that they're pushing the the new line of them this year. And there's throughout the film, there's uh, TV sets that are on and they have a commercial every day counting down to Halloween. And our, our main character is this uh, ER surgeon who's been witnessing these mysterious deaths, these w- strange figures and suits coming in the hospital. Uh, a patient was murdered. Um, and there's some, it's, it's all connected to, he's trying to trace back to where all this, this guy came from that died. Uh, his daughter came to town to try to figure out what's going on. So uh, through one thing or another, we end up finding out these fucking masks kill you. They've, they've devised this device that they've implanted on the back of the mask that when they play this commercial uh, at this given time in Halloween, when all the kids are singing from their TV sets, some gnarly, gnarly stuff happens that I don't even want to describe because it's so much better to just see it unfold. But it's like Mm. some crazy stuff happens to the wearer of the mask and they die a horrific death. And the intent was just to do this as a, like a prank, I guess. Uh, Oh yeah. Kill it. (laughs) I do have to say. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. Um, one of the things I thought was funny, though, is I I like to of these old school trailers I like to go back and check out. And after watching the movie, I went and found an old uh, theatrical trailer for this film. And it the tagline was uh, the night no one comes home, except uh, the whole plot of the movie kind of requires you to come home and sit and watch TV for it to work. Taglines. You know, I guess that's yeah, it's exactly right. It's like the person who wrote it probably never even read the script or watched the movie. But I had a blast watching this thing. It like we this small town that it's taking place in. We kind of all over the place. I feel like we're living in this world. We got this weird relationship with this kind of like semi neglectful father. He's he's present, but he's just like addicted to his job. He's kind of a ladies' man, and he just jumped in like both feet first to try to solve this mystery. And it's it, the world they. they delve into and the technology available to them and the lore behind all of it I found fascinating and I honestly had a great time watching this thing. It's cheesy as hell it's not like the greatest quality of anything acting is often over the top but it was a lot of fun I'm going to give Halloween 3 Season of the Witch uh, 3 Slices of Toast that's a very valid entry in the Halloween series um that's and I had a great time watching it. It's it was available on Peacock last time I saw it. I don't know if that's changed hands quite yet, but you might still be able to go check it out there. I know a uh, friend of the show, Rick, has uh, he loves that. It's his favorite entry. He used to talk about it all the time, and I don't know why I haven't gotten <laughs> to it yet because it, it I I'm, I'm intrigued. Uh, and that reminds so me, I did weird. not give a slice scale to uh, the tunnel film. Uh, if I had to give it a slice scale, and I do. It's a three and a half slices. It's a beautiful film. Yeah. So okay. Nice. Check it out. Yeah. Uh, question for you, really quick. Did it jump off from? Uh, did Did your microphone switch because in the middle of it, it kind of you, you got a little lower again? I don't know if it's just the connection. I, or not. I just figured hope that not. I mean, you sound fine. It's, it's just you're not as loud as you were before. No. Okay. It's huh. the same. Interesting. Weird. Maybe one of the it's other. Probably the connection. Any adjustment. The uh, audio adjustment might have jumped. 
Yeah. For kicked in. Um, I have a new film called Radical. Yo no voy a decidir lo que van a aprender. Eso lo van a decidir ustedes. Puede ser lo que sea, ¿eh? lo que sea. Pero ¿cómo vamos a sacar buenas calificaciones? ¿Qué importan las calificaciones? ¿Habían tenido una clase así antes? Nunca había tenido un maestro así. Señor Juárez, este lugar... A nadie le importa un carajo lo que pasa aquí. ¿Usted pidió venir aquí? ¿Para qué? Pues... Solo quería probar algo distinto. No vaya a patear el avispero, ¿ok? No, ¿cómo cree que...? No. ¿Pero hoy en la escuela? ¿Qué pasó? Hay un profesor que él hace las cosas diferentes. No son bancas, son botes salvavidas. ¡Sálvenlo! ¡Vamos! ¿Qué va a hacer después? ¿Convertir el patio en un salón de clases? ¡Rotación! ¡Dos! ¡Movimiento de rotación! Nada ha cambiado en la educación en los últimos 100 años. Pero resulta que estos niños son bien abusados. ¿Tú crees que yo podría ser ingeniero espacial? Lo que cada uno de ustedes necesita, ya lo tienen. Potencial. Señor Juárez, estoy muy inquieto por el hecho de que he recibido varias quejas de que los niños no están preparados. A, a ver, te pedí que no patearas el avispero. ¿Y qué hiciste tú? Quisiera darte el mundo entero. ¿Quieres aprender de los libros? ¿Quieres aprender de la vida? La luna, el cielo, el sol y el mar. Usted manda a estos niños disparados como cohetes al espacio, metiéndole todas esas ideas en la cabeza. Regalarte las estrellas. Recordándole lo que no pueden tener, lo que no pueden ser. En una caja de cristal. No, te lo suplico, no la abras. Tienes que decidir qué dirección quieres que siga tu vida. Llevarte al espacio sideral. No importa cuánta tierra nos avienten. A mí dígame lo que quiera, pero no tiene por qué hablarle a los niños. Nos vamos a sacudir, la vamos a usar y vamos a ser los mejores estudiantes del mundo. Usted me preguntó que por qué vine aquí. Que no quiero perder más niños. Ni uno más. Llevarte al espacio sideral. Um, this is apparently based on a true story uh, from a couple of years ago by a couple, I believe, like 20 something years ago. It uh, it's a it's a Spanish movie and it takes place in a small border town uh, where crime is running amok. Uh, students normally drop out of the school they're in after a certain period. Uh, nobody has any hope for these kids. And it's just. The, the school is one of the worst schools around that they, they go to. And there's a specific name that they call it. And the teachers don't care about the kids. The parents really don't care about the kids. The parents kind of want the kids to drop Ooh. out to, to do different things. It's, it's sad. And uh, until one day, a new teacher joins uh, the, the uh, faculty. And he wants to try a new version of teaching that he learned off of YouTube. Uh, where he kind of lets the kids choose what they want to learn, kind of a funner environment for the kids. And he's really against all odds because this school, I say, is run down. They don't have a computer lab. They say they do, but it's currently out of work, out of use. But there's no computers there because when they got computers, someone came and stole them all out of there. And they got a grant for computers. And it, it, they were supposed to get top-of-the-line computers, but bureaucracy fucked it up. 
And the teacher goes to the mayor and asks him about this and ruffles feathers. And uh, the, the library doesn't even have a complete encyclopedia, barely has any books. The librarian doesn't even want to let the kids come in unless they're scheduled oh, to come in. Like, but this teacher ends up taking kids who never had a shot and making them actually very well-learned students and kind of changes their lives. And uh, they, they go on to tell you that like this, this uh, standardized test that everyone needs to take. He had like made the scores go up for the first time in years. And like one of his students actually got the best score of mathematics in the whole country and like he just saw potential in these. It, it, this is such a beautiful movie, and I saw it because oh, it stars this nice. uh, actor who normally does comedic uh, comic things that I really love, uh, Eugenio uh, Debrez. I'm probably saying his oh, name yeah. wrong, but it's just such a, like a departure. This guy normally does like wacky comedy, but it's more of a drama, and it has subtitles. But it's just such a thrilling story. I was glued to the seat. I just loved every second of it. Uh, That's awesome. I'm going to give nice. uh, Radical... I'm going to give it four slices of toast. It was a really solid oh, film. I I, I, I loved every nice. second. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's fantastic. I'm even intrigued now. That and, sounds uh, like something I definitely want to watch. I think it's limitly, uh, limited uh, availabilities in theaters, so if you, if you see it playing near you, please check it out. It, it's a great little independent movie. One thing that really pissed me off, though, uh, the end where they're telling you about what happened with certain students and whatnot. They say, because uh, this took place, I think, in 2005, I believe. They say, till this day, they still don't have uh, a computer lab or a library. And it's like, okay, well, you can make a whole movie about this. You could put all this production money into it, but you couldn't donate a computer lab or, or books to a library. I find mm -hmm. that a little fucked up. But I don't know. I know it's not their job to do that. They're just being flies on the wall. I don't know. But yeah, and there's really like horrific things that happen in it and really beautiful mm -hmm. things. So check it out, please. It's it's great. Damn, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you definitely got me intrigued, dude. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you got something a little uh, a little superhero-y, right? Yeah, I was about to say, not quite as, uh, maybe not quite as heroic as uh, Eugenio in their last film, but uh, I got found a little something. I, you know, I'm a sucker for the, uh, the like the R-rated animated comic features on hbo max and stuff and of course yeah. another another new one got posted that sucked me in and i went to check out justice league war world something isn't right i don't know what's going on i need to find a way back yes Tell us about this wizard. I could take you to his castle. Beyond that, you are the ones intent on dying. Run. Run! She's an angel. Come to save us all. Never seen anyone fight like that. You're a wonder. We have to kill them before they kill us. It's the only way to stop their invasion. You said you wanted to prove yourself. This is the time! Evil is as unstoppable as the rain. I am your death. 
That's why we fight for those that can't. A good man knows that the darkness will always be there, and stands against it anyway. As said before, this is on HBO Max right now, along with the rest of the the DC various animated collection. There, um, mm-hmm. so this is te- it's interesting because this one I didn't know anything about going into. I you know I didn't want to watch a trailer. I didn't want to read much about it because I rather just kind of I like jumping into these for fun. It's like it's like yeah. cracking a comic book open, and you're just boom, you're in the story. This one fucking does that. I was like. The first few minutes, I was just enamored by seeing a Wild West Wonder Woman just, <laughs> like, ripping away on bad guys. And then it's like, then I'm starting to question things, though, because she's taking certain actions that really make sense, letting some innocents die. And it's like, it's clear this isn't like Diana Prince that we know. This is mm-hmm. like a version of her, I guess. So I'm starting to think, like, all right, so this is like another dimension or something, maybe... Um, but then before we leave that, she starts making these references of like memories to things that she's trying to recall. I'm like, okay, so we're going to obviously connect back to Batman Superman at some point, I suppose. Um, then we get into the next story. It kind of just like, and it's not elegant. It just, we're in a sword and sorcery world where this badass looking barbarian dude has is surrounded by all these other warriors and it's clear he's just like he's left a trail of blood behind him and they finally like captured him and he gets taken before that uh this other ruler he's just like so what are you gonna do execute me and blah 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 and you start to piece together oh this is this world's batman his armor's mm-hmm. got the he's, he's got the claws and uh, i forget what those are called down the sides of his forearms and yeah. he wears a helmet that's all all black covering his eyes and all this shit and he kind of doesn't do much badass stuff in front of us for a while, though. And it's like, wait a minute. He's like part Conan the Barbarian. Obviously, this world's Batman. But watch other people do cool shit. Um, <laughs> he's helping him complete this quest in order to make this for this guy to make his kingdom safe. You got to help me. And Batman stabs him a little bit, like fucking leaves him behind. He's just like, yeah, fuck this. Um, you, you were going to like kill me afterwards anyway. So I'm out of here. And he's doing these very not Batman things. I'm like. So now I'm starting to just get confused. Like, what in the fuck is this? Before, again, <laughs> he starts commenting on, like, oh, I'm remembering something else. And uh, we see another version of uh, Wonder Woman, but totally unrelated to the one Odd. we saw previously. And it jumps again. Now we're in the third story. We're in, it's like 1940s. And again, it's just like, oh, fuck. Okay. So here's obviously a Clark Kent, but, you know, a, no Superman business happening yet uh he's you know he works for the cia he's a uh, he's talking to the alien like when aliens crash land on earth he's the guy that goes to meet and intervene so the aliens don't like meet the rest of like meet americans or some shit and i'm just by this point dude i'm just getting so like what the fuck is going on and we get through this weird convoluted story of uh it's aliens and then it's like oh all of a sudden now he's drawing connections. Now we're drawing bridges to the other versions. And 
Wonder Woman and Batman also exist, and and he starts to wake up from some. He's looking at this alien that shows his real face, and it's Martian Manhunter, and it's this. Bit, and they're like, "Oh my god!" So it's this bit, of course, it is the worst. It was all a dream, sort of fucking bullshit. <laughs> and oh, they're trying to make this place War World, where they're going to trap all of their. They created this shared dream across all of these different DC characters. So you see, like Jonah Hex. You see. Uh, there's like a version of Green Lantern. It's a handful of a bunch of other big DC characters. This was just a fucking mess, man. It was just... Yeah, by the time I got to the end of it, I just wanted it to be over. I just... I thought about turning it off, and I'm like, no, I've watched this far. It's, it's going to make sense eventually, <laughs> right? Never does. Um, yeah. There was some kind of cool action in it, but the story was not good, and I didn't really like where it landed at all. I'm giving Justice League War World one and a half slices of toast. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sad don't... about this, man. I was looking forward to this movie. Like back in uh, San Diego Comic Con, I uh, interviewed uh, some producers, writers, and the director of the movie, and they were really talking it up. So if you want to see that, if, if you you want to see them how how this shit got made, if you like the movie, if you want to hear stuff about it, <laughs> go over to our YouTube page. The video's not up yet, but it will be up very shortly. Now that Dennis has reviewed this, I don't feel bad tossing it up there. But be warned, <laughs> it might not be a film that you'll enjoy. Or maybe... Yeah, maybe, just say... Uh, you maybe, might. you know, if you're super into DC, there might be references that you'll see that I didn't. But I just... I don't know. Yeah, I just... That's not rough. enough there for me. Not enough butter and hey, no enough. biscuits. No biscuits, no butter. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to change things up slightly here. I'm going to okay. go to a movie that's currently in limited release, but doing a big rollout uh, over the next couple of weeks. Uh, I'm talking about the new um, movie uh, written. Well, not written, but uh, directed by um, fucking. <laughs> wow. Why am I blanking on his name? I'm directed I'm by fucking now. <laughs> if only that's uh, just legally could... change your name. Uh, wow, that's so wow. Alexander Payne, folks. Oh, uh, Renee, yeah, we just talked about Alexander oh. Payne. Yeah, I don't know why. Uh, but his new film is uh, now out in select theaters, and like I said, coming out to all theaters shortly. You just earned yourself a detention, sir. He was already one big detention. Son of a. Sir, I don't understand. That's glaringly apparent. I can't fail this class. Oh, don't sell yourself short, Mr. Coates. I truly believe that you can. Every year at Barton Academy, students, faculty, and staff depart the campus for a two-week winter break. But there are always an unfortunate few who have nowhere to go for the holidays. They're known as the holdovers. Mr. Hunnam. Hello, Mary. I heard you got stuck with babysitting duty this year. How'd you manage that? You know, he used to be a student, right? Yeah, that's why he knows how to inflict maximum pain on us. Oh. I thought all the Nazis were hiding in Argentina. Stifle it, Tully. You just earned yourself a detention, sir. Being here with you is already one big detention. Son of a bitch, that's another detention. Do you think I want to be babysitting you? No, I was praying your mother would pick up the phone or your father would arrive in a helicopter or a flying saucer. My father's to take dead. You don't tell a boy that's been left behind at Christmas that nobody wants him? What's wrong with you? 
There's nobody here, okay? So you stay out of my way, and I'll stay out of yours. Let me sleep. Now, most of the kids dislike you, pretty much hate you. Teachers, too. You know that, right? I find the world a bitter and complicated place, and it seems to feel the same way about me. I think you and I have this in common. I don't think I've ever had a real family Christmas like this before. Thank you, Mary. You're welcome. History is not simply the study of the past, it is an explanation of the present. See, when you say it that way, and throw in some pornography, it's a lot easier to understand. No matter what you I'd like to propose a toast to my two unlikely companions. Are you trying to lick down my shirt? No. <laughs> yes. You're gonna get me fired. This is your Rubicon. Do not cross the Rubicon. The Holdovers. It's about a all-boys boarding school back in, I want to say, the 50s. And uh, it's Christmas time. And there's like four people left at this school. There's a uh, groundskeeper who we don't see too much of, but he pops in and out every now and again. There's a uh, head chef who recently lost her son to, in the war. So she's going through some shit. There's a curmudgeonly old uh, school teacher who went to the school. And that's kind of all he's done with his life. And then a, a student who has a mother who recently got remarried and decided last second she wants to go on a honeymoon months after her marriage during the Christmas break and said, you're stuck at school. Sorry. No. So all these people that don't want to be there, <laughs> they don't get along. It's about them mm -hmm. being at this school. And of course, Paul Giamatti wants it to be like, you got to do your homework, do research. Oh, We're going to treat right. this like a regular school day. And like, of course, that has to break up the rhythm a little bit after a while. And then they get in some funny, some fun exploits going out into the town, going to Boston. Uh, just a fantastic film. Like it's beautiful. The cast nice. is, is fantastic. Uh, divine uh, joy. Randolph is the chef. And uh, I, I saw a uh, Q and a after the film with uh, Alexander Payne that is available on YouTube currently. Uh, and the moderator asked how she was cast. And it was delightful to hear that he cast her after seeing her in one of my favorite movies of, I want to say, 2020. Uh, Dolomite is my name. And I'm like, oh. fuck yeah, that's fantastic. Nice. She was great in that movie, but she is divine in this movie. She, it, it's fantastic. <laughs> awesome. Uh, the, the kid's a newcomer, and he is giving a great performance. Paul Giamatti is always great and uh he really has some interesting things like he has a wonky eye in this and i'm like does he have a wonky eye and i've just never noticed but no apparently they did it in post somehow and it's believable oh god and Jeez. <laughs> it's just a great movie and it has the vibe of like a 60s movie like mm -hmm. from the opening the, the 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 rating system comes up in an old style uh format and oh, the awesome. uh, nice. title card for the company's old school format um i don't know if it's because i saw it in 35 millimeter but it had the shakiness of the camera it had the great oh, film shit. burns the uh the, the 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 film grain um the music everything about it was top fucking notch and uh 
it made me sad because I interviewed to be the secretary on this film and it was one of my worst interviews I've ever had. And oh, uh, no. I, I kind of was sad about it back then. And now I'm really sad because this is a great movie and uh, that's life. But uh, it definitely is a movie that is worth checking out. Uh, if, if if you're down for a holiday movie, it works as a holiday movie. It works as a period piece. It's a comedy. It's a drama. It has everything you could possibly want. I'm going to give the holdovers three and a half slices uh, it was a fun watch. Nice. I'll probably see it again when it hits uh, my theaters in a couple of weeks. Yeah, badass. Yeah, it's like I, I kept seeing ads for this one, so I was kind of curious. But I like there's some. It's I'm glad you mentioned it because there's something sort of about that retro sort of texture and feel to the screen, and I was wondering what direction it was going. So again, you've piqued my interest to a, another and one. I gotta gotta go. Che- one check of the one things. Out that Alexander uh, Payne said that was fantastic. He said he didn't want to make like a modern movie. He wanted to make a movie that would have played in cinemas back in that day. And uh, he, he wanted it to make a sixties movie that would play in the sixties. And I think he n- nailed it. And one of one of the awesome things about the screening, I was at, uh, we, they were playing it in the theater that eventually they end up going to in the movie itself. And I was oh, kind of sitting in the same seats and row that they were in in the balcony. So that was kind of cool. <laughs> that's uh, cool. Oh, that's, and you didn't realize that going into it just, well, no, they did of course, because the, they're like, Oh, we filmed the scene in this movie, in this theater. And it's oh. like, that's cool. But of course they use the exterior of somewhere else, but they, it was specifically that. Oh, theater, yeah. And uh, yeah. So that was kind of fun. That's yeah. neat. Yeah. Shit. How often does that happen? <laughs> that's yeah. cool. Dang. Mm. Nice. Well, uh, yeah. Got for a documentary. I got I got something for oh. you up next. Yeah. Um, I, I I know a little bit back I had talked about the see uh, Schwarzenegger had his documentary miniseries on Netflix. So sure enough, wouldn't take long before Netflix woke up and realized we got to see some of the Stallone. So my next review oh, is yeah. Sly. What is healthier, to live under the illusion and still have a little glimmer of hope that you could have been great or blow it and you realize you're a failure? I think the easier route is to live under the illusion and say, you know, if I had had that chance, I would have beaten all of them. Who is this man, Sylvester Stallone? Artist, writer, poet, performer. How does that happen? I had given up on acting. I was done. He wasn't cast in things because he was deemed uncastable. The rejection was my encouragement. At that point, I knew my fate was determined on the pen. The genius behind that, this was not an accident. This is the theater where Rocky premiered. My brother goes, this could be the best day or the worst day of your life. Something happened, something magical. You could hear the cheers from the inside, outside on the street from the theater. It's the last picture of him being unknown. When Stallone became famous, he wasn't expecting the downside. When you're a truly absorbed filmmaker, you put things before your family and the repercussions are quite devastating. Now I realize that's all that fucking matters. I lost everything. Could I actually go back and start over again? Not without family. Without the love of wife or children. What's this? These are just pictures of something that never existed. 
If I can take my frustration and voice it, I have a funny feeling that there's millions of people that have that same frustration that were overlooked. I'm in the hope business. So this is a, uh, it's, it's a pretty quick little doc. Uh, talking a little bit about the upbringing of uh, Sylvester Stallone himself. And it's, it really kind of, we get a little bit of, of his family backstory and stuff. But didn't have the greatest relationship with his father. Was kind of never, never showed very much, I guess, love for him, really. It's what it sounds like. That's Just sad. Kind of, yeah. And it, it kind of, that's what led to, that's what influenced a lot of, the characters he played and him just wanting to just not be that guy or funny enough that was the basis for like rocky his sort of tough exterior came from that but his motivation obviously was something entirely different um but yeah it's it was interesting to see just how much like you can really get that sense of how important those moments those films were in his life going from uh, rocky and then of course uh, living on through Rainbow, that carrying his action career well into the 80s. and But what I found kind of surprising, they didn't really talk about anything else. We saw little clips of other movies. Um, and, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, other things had an impact, but these two were the biggest. I mean, I, I, I can't argue that. Those are his biggest films. Uh, sure. Uh, briefly mentioning, like, uh, Expendables, getting to do it again and all that stuff. and But it was kind of a funny, like, maybe it's the... Maybe it's because it wasn't a miniseries. I think if we expanded on some of these topics a little more, it would have stuck. But it just felt a little more self-serving in this time. Like watching this one, it was so like, I got it so tough, but you know, it's but I got this now, and it's all just like it. Yeah, I just, <laughs> it's like yeah. I mean, obviously, we we've well, some of these stories are things I feel like we've kind of heard before about the guy. And we're kind of like, I honestly kind of think they made the documentary a because Schwarzenegger got one, so he's like, they've had, it's it's like that classic '80s rivalry that they had when they were releasing their movies, and this kind of feels sure. like just one more little old punch in that direction. And he also gets to move, and it's like, so what? Did production cover the cost of you moving from one mansion to another? Ironically, like because it's a part of the movie it's it, it's he's talking about this transitional period of his life and how like he's essentially closing the door on so many of these characters that he can't you know he's probably done his last rainbow he's clearly not done freaking doing expendables movies but you know that there's a matter of time before that's really going to start kicking his ass just sure. making those types of things if not maybe at least directing others writing them for others i get i, I liked the direction they ended up taking the Rocky stuff later where he wasn't a he got to be a coach himself but um, yeah the fact that this guy has been on screen for 50 years and still doing it I mean that that is so goddamn impressive and the guy's yeah. like he can't stop it's 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 his that was interesting too I like hearing this the insight as to what motivates types like him types like the Schwarzeneggers all of these guys and it's often because they they're trying to not let themselves back into the meager means that they had before necessarily. So that was, that part was interesting. I, I did really appreciate like he's getting to see him sort of tell the story in that manner. I just wish there was a little more to it. 
we kind of bounced around the same two or three topics over and over again. I got a little more insight into his back, like backstory of his personal life, which was interesting, but otherwise it didn't just hit, quite hit me as hard. I think it should have either been longer at an hour and 35 minutes. It's a documentary. It's like, I, I don't mind soaking up a little more. I could have seen more. Um, yeah. So I'm going to give it uh, two and a half slices. Nice. Uh, well, Netflix for now. Um, and uh, but, uh, something that, that you were saying, not only being in front of the camera for 50 years, but writing, directing, producing. He's been yeah. multifaceted in all this stuff, which is amazing for so long. It's and can, can you, that's the thing that's still, I mean, it's it's no slight to him. I mean, the, his first fucking thing out of the gate was goddamn Rocky, and he wins a which fucking he made Oscar. for himself. Yeah. Yes. He, he made, yeah, to start in like, how many times it had, did he get told to put cast someone else in it? Put someone like you are. Listen, you are not the guy to be starring in this movie. Mm-hmm. Fuck him. Look what fucking happened. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. He gets to tell all those people to fucking eat it, and he's and still playing the character up until a couple of yeah. years ago. Fuck yeah! Right? Yeah. Uh, um, the the man himself quite impressive. The movie could have been a little more impressive. Is all That's... I will say. I love his Paramount Plus show, Tulsa King. I tried one episode and then I was hooked. But I am slightly oh. intrigued to check out his reality show, House of uh, Stallone or whatever it's called. I'm slightly intrigued. <laughs> With his by it. I don't know. Yeah, it could be good. It's probably bad, but sometimes you need bad. Um, yes, that 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 superhero movie that he did was awesome. Like that was or the comic book movie he Samaritan? did. That was cool. I still gotta check that out. Yeah, I like yeah. that. It's like that guy still got some gas left in the tank. That it's. You know, learning how to use what's there now. And he's still fucking, mm. yeah, he's got it. Uh, up next, I got a movie that hits theaters this Friday. Uh, it's called Your Lucky Day. This is America. America don't care how you get your money. Just keep thinking about that old question. What would you do if you had a million dollars? Wow. <laughs> You're a winner. Ah! Woo! 56. Wow! Are you kidding me? Give me that ticket right now. 156 million. Give me that ticket right now. Take it, take it. Police! what we're going to do. Turn off the lights. Oh, my God. 156 million. What's your plan? I'm not going to hold you hostage. This secret got a price tag. This could be our chance at a better life. What about the bodies? This is wrong. Nobody ever got rich without doing no crimes. What was that? They don't arrest cop killers, they execute them. Give us the ticket, we'll let you walk away. What do you want us to do? I need you to realize the situation you're in here. The winner always tells the story. Away, or I will burn this ticket. 
You got the power now. What you want to do about it? I uh, checked this out a couple of weeks ago. I got a screener for it, and I got to interview the uh, film's uh, one of the executive producers and the film's editor, uh, same guy. Uh, and that's going to be up on YouTube this week on our page at movie underscore toast over on YouTube. Uh, but yeah, I didn't know much about this movie. And normally some of the movies we get are a little rough to watch. So I'm like, all right, I'll go into this with no uh, expectations. And boy, was I pleasantly surprised by your lucky day. So it uh, is about a uh, robbery gone wrong and so much more. Uh, so there's this convenience store, a couple of people. There's a, uh, there's a um, couple who are expecting a baby. Uh, they're just buying like a pint of ice cream. There's a kind of asshole rich guy who comes in to see if he's won the Powerball type of lottery uh, situation. Uh, then there's a cop who's using the, ba the bathroom. And then there's a, a drug dealer who just got mugged and he's having a bad day. And uh, it turns out the rich guy with the ticket has like a... $500 million winning ticket and he's freaking out like Jesus. anybody would but it's like I wouldn't flaunt this here and then the drug dealer's like fuck it he pulls out a gun and he's he tries robbing the guy in the store it's like what the <laughs> fuck you're not gonna get away with this but he he the, the guy's like I'm not giving you this ticket fuck it you can shoot me and, and he's like yeah I don't want to shoot you but I will give me that ticket and then the cop comes out of the bathroom and sees this and he's like a hot shop cop and everything's almost like downgrade. Everything's almost okay. But the cop escalates it more because he then goes to shoot the guy who is trying to rob the guy ends up right. shooting and killing the man with the ticket. And then oh. the guy who's robbing the guy ends up shooting the cop. And then every uh, the convenience store clerk and the couple are kind of caught in the cop crossfire. And then it's about like, okay, I'm going to hold you guys hostage and uh but i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna be i'm gonna be nice to you uh if you go along with the story if you help me kind of get rid of these bodies and tell and, and clearly no one's gonna find out this happened uh and if they do let's have all this same story and i'll give you each a million dollars change your life we'll all be rich and he's trying to per persuade them into this and uh then of course it doesn't go as easy as one would expect and right. things escalate from there. And there's so much going on in this movie. It's action-packed. You never know where it's going. Edge of your seat thriller. Fantastic. Like, it's so rich. The characters are lived in. It's dark and gritty. It's such a fucking fun movie. And uh, <laughs> I want to say so much more, but I can't spoil it. Because, oh, it has so many twists and turns. Fair enough. Uh, it's called Your Lucky Day. It comes out. Uh, on November 10th in theaters, definitely worth checking out. And uh, it stars, uh, I, I don't know anybody who stars in it, but I guess uh, someone who, a uh, kid that starred in Euphoria who recently passed away. Uh, so that's like the biggest star in the movie, oh, I think. But uh, okay. it's a great, great flick. Check it out. Uh, I'm going to give your lucky day three slices of toast. Uh, it, 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 was, it was exceeded my expectations a cool. hundred times over. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. But, that just sounds like a fun fucking story. <laughs> I like that. Oh, That's cool. It, it was great. And like, even the, like, as things are going on, the store clerk's like, what are you doing, dude? You know, even if you have this ticket and you walk away, there's no way in hell they're going to cash it. Cause they got to verify all this stuff and they'll know you didn't. And like, it's like, okay. So what the audience is thinking 
is being said by other characters. So it's not one of those nice. movies where reality doesn't fit in. Yeah. But uh, speaking awesome. of making a lot of money, the two of us have something kind of related to one That's of making right. money as a uh, tag yes, team double team review coming up right next. Oh, yeah. That's a worthy one, too. I was curious oh, about this yeah. one when I, when I saw it coming out. We're talking about Quiz Lady. Yes? Hi, I have some bad news. We lost your mom. What? Sorry, that was terrible phrasing. I meant we don't know where she is. Oh, I think your sister's here. Annie, it's finally happened. Oh my God, it's okay, it's okay, I'm here. We're over, oh my God, you're orphan Annie. She's oh not dead. She ran away. Tough bitch. And yum. Your mom owes me 80 grand. When you have it, you'll get your dog back. I don't have any money. You can sell your eggs. I mean, it's not like you're using them. No, there has to be another way. What is the square root of 196? 14. Correct. How many hearts does an octopus have? Three. Correct. What? Saffron. Saturn. Aphrodite. Apollo. Aries. Carbon dioxide. The equal sign. Correct. Oh my god. What? You know this game. This is how you're gonna make the money. I'm taking you to the quiz. Look out. Oh. Hi. Come on, it's gonna be fun. I'm not sleeping on the floor. I'm not sleeping on the floor either. I sleep on the chair. I don't wanna sleep in a sitting position. Oh my God. Hold up, hold up. Gotta catch another fight. I can't play on live TV in front of millions of people. I'll let you get to it, and you gotta get through hair and makeup. I already went through hair and makeup. Well, and you missed a spot. I can't do this. Am I sweating? Yeah. You know what? Put your arms down. You're having a panic attack. Doctors prescribe these. Is that cocaine? Oh, stevia. Do you, do you ever use stevia, the sweetener? Yeah, yeah, I've got it in my pocket. Win or lose, we'll do it together. That is definitely broken. I bet you I could pop it back in my cell. Right, no, I can't. Wait, wait. I'm going to throw up. How can I ever thank you? Maybe like a drink later? Well, I'm married. And gay. Why'd you have to say two reasons? Yes, hot new flick from Hulu that just dropped uh, about, a, about a week ago by the time this, court, this recording yeah, stopped. Yeah. Um, we're telling the, the story of the, uh, the young sisters. Uh, these two girls that at a young age, parents split up. It was clear their mom mismanaged money, right? Fast forward to years mm-hmm. later. One is the really screwed down head nose to the grindstone makes sure all the business is handled and she has one release in life and that's watching her favorite quiz show that she's watching since she was a little kid her sister a little less responsible kind of kind of you know kind of does her own thing she she sees life through a different lens that's free spirited there you go very free spirited wacky well uh their mom goes missing from a senior living home just (laughs) gone and uh, uh, they, they both have been, at first I thought we were like, all right, so this is going to find her, right? We're going to go track her down. Yep. Uh, no, turns out, turns out mom owes $80,000 in gambling debts to this straight up gangster thug dude that loves dogs. <laughs> and, and he's <laughs> like, well, if we can't find your mom, then it's on you. And if you don't pay me back, I'm going to keep your dog. 
what? Oh, well, God, what was the dog's name? It was so cute too. Linguini, pasta. Mr. Linguini, Mr. Mr. Linguini, the pug. Oh this my cute God, little twenty-year-old pug. <laughs> How old's this dog? That was so great. Um, this, you know, it's it's a fun trip. I thought it uh, once it really gets rolling. I thought it was going to be a lot edgier than it was. But yes, it was a little refreshing. I'm it, happy it kind it didn't, didn't go that edgy. I yeah, like riding that fine line. Right. There's a it was like there's a little bit of suggestive stuff, but nothing sure. that was like it made it a super hard R that's like, you know what? Mm-hmm. You can sit most of the family in, in front of the TV to watch this one together. Yeah. And I think this is a great film to do that with. Um it's it's funny. There's a lot of physical comedies we see right away when Sandra Oh gets the shit knocked out of her in the parking lot. In oh the yeah, background. yeah. She just gets hit by a car. Yeah, in the background, it's like, oh, just starts fucking something. yelling at the driver. But that was so great. So to continue the story, uh, Aquafina's character is kind of a bookend. Uh, she's she's like a um, kind of a homebody. She doesn't want to be recognized by anybody, and. Uh, Every time she watches the quiz show, she knows the answers right away. And one day, Sandra mm-hmm. Oh takes a video of that and puts it on Reddit, and it blows up. And uh, they want her to audition for the show, and she wants none of that. But mm-hmm. she thinks she can get the $80,000 to save Mr. Linguini to pay off her mom's debt. And after being convinced by Sandra Oh, her sister, they set off on that journey. And uh, I, I love a- it because I knew nothing about this movie I, I tried not watching the trailer. I, I am not giant. I, I'm a big fan of Aquafina. Sandra Oh is a talented yes. actress. And I like that they subjected, they, they changed the script a little bit on it. Normally in most movies, Aquafina yeah. is the wild card. Sandra Oh yes. is more of the serious lady. And they, they really get to own these roles. Like I will say yeah. Aquafina, if, if you know her, her, her biography, her filmography, I guess. Uh, she did have a movie that she won, I want to say an Emmy for, a serious drama called uh, The Farewell, where she was fantastic. Uh, and this is like the first time since then, which has been like six or seven years, that she gets to play this character. And Will Farrell is such an endearing, beautiful oh soul. He plays the, the host of the show, and he's just this lovable guy. And- and the whole time you think, I don't know. I bet he's an asshole when, when they're not you're, rolling. But Right, you're waiting for the turn. No, that's what's funny. It's like the, his character, Terry McTeer, who's been the host of the show the entire run of the 30-plus years. Never it's, missed a night. It's, Live show. You're getting this, like, you're waiting for the bigger Will Ferrell, like, reaction mm-hmm. thing to hit. And it seems like it's just bubbling beneath the surface, but it never does. And I love it. It's kind of just like, oh, yes. oh no, oh my God. He's like, he's like the Mr. Rogers of game shows, actually. And it's like, I mm-hmm. love this. He's, this is a unique character. And then uh, Holland Taylor as the neighbor. Oh, wait. Yo, Holland Taylor is the neighbor. Yeah. Come on. She was so packages. You got to tell your postman, like, they don't have the same mail carrier. You're telling mm-hmm. me they, they're literally <laughs> living a duplex. It makes no and, sense. Yeah. <laughs> and when she goes in and, and, and she's in love with uh, that one actor and she, oh, she thinks yeah. Paul uh, Rubens is him and she's like, no, that's that's Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> and she's um, like, I don't know who that is. Know. That's not not Bill uh, uh, Cummings. Uh, what's his face? Uh, not Bill Cummings. Alan Cummings. Alan, that's Alan Cummings, my favorite actor. That's from, from The Good Wife or whatever. That's not. You think I wouldn't recognize my favorite actor? And it's all these references to Alan Cummings, but none of the pictures are right. It's all, all Rubens. Oh, man. And that last scene with him was really sweet. I, 
Yeah, even get the little <laughs> see right him one last end. time. Right, yeah. and then I and, catch and, off uh, the other. Yeah, uh, Jason just, Schwartzman is is a character who yes. everyone loves. He's this guy who's about to go on the the longest winning streak of the show's history, and he always has this happy chipper demeanor. But Aquafina knows there's something off about him. She thinks that right. he's trying to steal. Uh, the show away from uh, Will Farrell's character, and she might not be wrong. Right. And uh, uh, there's one more face that recognizes going through. Yeah, yeah Tony so Hale the... as uh, Ben Franklin, fantastic. Uh, yeah. Who the some other guys? And I can't put I, Tony I, I, Newsom. Uh, Tony Newsom was she's the running the audition interview when okay, she's yes. and falls on stage. Uh, folks, you might recognize from Space Force as the astronaut that has to fight the battle on the moon and come back to the Earth. Um, yeah, there's, it, it, it was a fun trip. I, like, there, it, I don't know what would keep me from rating it just at the absolute apex, but I still really enjoyed it. Like, it's like, it was just a good, it was a good movie. Yes. And it was fun. Like, I, it was, everyone does a good job. It moves at a steady pace. It doesn't oh, ever yeah. feel like it's dragging its feet. Uh, the humor stays nice and even keeled, even though it gets it's a little wacky at some points. But sure. I, I can forgive it because we don't live in that the entire time. It stays fairly grounded um, a lot of the time, and I love that set, that the bow tie room set. Mm, it's, it's simple, beautiful. but it's just like oh man, like, that was cool. That'd be satisfying right. to build that something like that and oh, just step I back bet. and see all that. <laughs> But, and I yeah, love the, I, the running yeah. joke about Burbank. I'm like, I do love Burbank. I'm with her. I mean, I don't know why that's the apex of, of the world, but fuck yeah, Burbank's great. Right. Burbank is great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, um, I don't know. I think I'm ready to slice this Beezer. Uh, Let's do it. What, what do you got? What are you going to give? Uh, I'm giving it to, I'm giving three slices. It's it's a solid flick. It's a solid well. entry. Nice. Like, yeah. it's, it's an even kick rate. Nothing terrible about it. Nothing over like ridiculous just just a fine movie yeah oh absolutely no this is def definitely one to check out add to the queue for sure when you're ready for a chuckle especially from these two ladies fantastic mm -hmm. so i think that brings 20, us to the end of our uh, reviews here. there's the devil <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yes, uh, that is the last one. Folks, uh, thank you for joining us on another fantastic episode of Movie Toast. Uh, but please, yes. if you want to hear some more, follow some more, watch some more, like some more, hit us on the socials at movie underscore toast. Uh, those of you watching, you can see it down below. But those of you listening, well, I said it already, yeah. at movie underscore toast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or just search check Movie it out. Toast News and Reviews anywhere. We're there. We're, we're yeah, putting out content daily. It might not be the most thrilling, but it's not the worst thing you can find on the internet. It's some reviews every single day. You're getting a new review of a movie or a show, a trailer reaction. Like I said, some interviews, some Q and A's, uh, just fun stuff. And uh, yeah, yeah. Good stuff Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Please give us a follow. Come check us out. Uh, if not, please come and give us a review. Uh, after you've listened to the episode, let us know what you think. If there's anything we could sharpen up, we'd love to just get this thing polished up right and deliver you some awesome toast every other week. <laughs> That's true. No. You can't have too much toast in your life. But no further ado, like we say every episode, please stay toasty.
Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm going to sound like a piece of shit right now. Uh, I don't know why, but this whole past couple of minutes since he started the segment, your camera has been like kind of blurry on you. I don't know if it's autofocusing, if there's a way to horse. I don't. It I've been. Head. It's been more than a couple minutes. It's been like 10. It's, yeah, I've, I just I've didn't been want trying. To off. I, okay. I don't know if you were looking sorry. at it, but I've been trying to like. I've been trying to mess Fair with enough. it without stopping. Yeah, I saw it. you kind of <laughs> coming around. Yeah. Sorry, I just didn't want you to. It gives you a mysterious vibe. You're like the guy in a documentary who doesn't want to show. There you go. Who should like give you a monotone voice? But it works. At <laughs> least we can hear what you're saying. I'm sorry. It's the, it's uh, the up next. producer's voice off camera. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> 